Blog Talk Radio. Those of you who 
read as much as my wife and I do recognize that uh, no matter how many books you've read, even when you uh, pick up a book for the second, third, fourth, or more time, that there's always something new that um, you get from the book that you might have not noticed in prior uh, readings. And such is the case with a book such as The Healing Drum. Uh, let me just briefly give you a little overview of uh, uh, Yahya Diallo, um, as well as uh, Mitchell Hall. Yahya was born in Mali, West Africa, and is a member of the Miniaka uh, Banana tribe. Yahya was raised in a culture that works and worships and lives and breathes to the beat of the drum, a an instrument for transmitting traditional knowledge among the Miniaka. Uh, the drum is the focal point of Yahya's life story and his link through the universal medium of music and the Western world. This book is gracefully translated and transcribed and introduced by co-author Mitchell Hall. The Milhealing Drum traces Yahya's extraordinary cultural legacy, exploring the Miniaka view of the human being and the cosmos relative to daily work, celebration, herbal medicine, dance, trance, initiation, and death. In the tradition of the Miniaka, music is a remedy for both physical and psychological imbalances, harmonizing the forces of the visible and invisible worlds. With wit, intelligence, and the sure gift of a born storyteller, Yaya Diallo brings the tradition of his people to life. His story is at once uplifting and sobering, poignant and ecstatic, carrying us uh, to us, actually, a message of untrapped wisdom and power, the message of the healing drum. So without any further ado, I'm going to just delve into a section that he talks about um, when he was a young man in the community dancing with other dances and actually drumming and um, playing along with uh, community members who were dancing. The Minneapolis musicians may sense disturbances as they perform and play and as they manifest in the people's dancing. When they amuse themselves, people reveal their serious side. As they relax, they let out their suppressed tendencies and the fact that each profession has its characteristic dance steps and movements gives visible, of, should I say, valuable diagnostic indications of a person's inner balance. So when a blacksmith comes to the center of the circle, the musicians play the Smith's rhythm. And if he dances like a fisherman, the musicians know right away that something is unbalanced with him. It is said that he is possessed by a fisherman's spirit. And as the spirits, like humans, have their occupational specializations, and if another person rolls around, no matter what kind of music is played, the nature of the spirit that has possessed them is revealed. So each spirit provokes characteristic movements, and these are described in folk tales that the elders repeat. And these tales convey insights and give information acquired by the ancestors. The domain of the Shekere Folo is vast. Some disturbances do not wait for music to come out. For example, someone goes 
into the bush and suddenly becomes haunted by a spirit, then cries out, alert, and goes after him. He may take off all his clothes, and according to a traditional saying, you can have your fool at home until the moment he walks down the street naked. Or people suddenly explode in a rage with no warning sign, and there's no time to investigate when they were first afflicted by madness. So revealing a problem through music is no panacea. Village musicians never advertise as healers. So when we are playing and and notice a dancer behaving abnormally, we keep silent about it at first and continue to observe. If we will sense the person is disturbed, we discreetly approach the family to inform them of what we have seen. We ask them if they have noticed anything unusual and if they are aware of any conflicts in the individual's life. And thus we extend our increase to others such as members of the age group. And if our first suspicious, or should I say, if our first suspicions seem to be confirmed, we report to the family on what we have learned. Now, I must pause for a moment because, indeed, you know, myself and my wife, we both were of African descent. We live in, in New York City. And we know that the music of, is of late. There's a, an eclectic, you know, uh, there are many genres that are uh, performed live by various musicians singers, dancers, and the like, drummers, uh, people who play musical instruments other than the drum. And, and then we have the, the spoken word from, coming from the rap community uh, and uh, from various politically-oriented uh, and inspired uh, poets and then those who are culturally inspired and then those who are spiritually inspired. And we know that they have an effect if not positive, negative, on the people who hear this type of music. And depending on their state of mind, their emotional balance or imbalance, their spiritual balance, uh, will have results in terms of how they respond to the music and how they respond to each other and to the community at large. And there's been a problem in some areas. And, and I'm, I'm told, and I've done my research and, and through my readings, you know, throughout the years, that every generation has their nuances in terms of rebelling uh, from uh, the, the uh, status quo, uh, having revelations in terms of how the society to, should be moving in terms of being progressive. And then, of course, there's the uh, possibility of uh, this group, uh, uh, forcing the society to become regressive, as it were. So we have, in various communities, a sense of regression in some areas and then a sense of progression. The regression aspect is that there's been a lot of negative music, music that has had negative connotations, that just uh, exacerbates the illness, the sickness, as it were. So it is not healing. And then, of course, we have those in our community who are very much aware of their mission, of their responsibility. So the music that they play, their intent is to evoke a, a music modality that is healing, that has a, a healing song, palm, if you will, that's able to uh, generate a spiritual vibration, a frequency that is conducive to 
those who are performing the music to uh, become healed and to maintain their level of healthiness. And then, of course, the uh, desired effect of transforming, or should I say, uh, being able to generate the energy and passing it on to the receptors, to the listeners, to those who are dancing, to those who are listening, and to be able to be uh, healed from the experience of embracing and absorbing the music. So it is my intent uh, as a Baba, as a elder, uh, as, a, as a man of African descent, to do all that I can to convey as much positive energy as possible through my performing, uh, uh, by playing the drum, uh, by singing, and whatever other instruments that I uh, happen to play, uh, to pray upon, pray to the ancestors, pray to the Most High that the music that I evoke is a healing music, has a healing component. So the notion that um, one can just very, at one's whim, perform whatever music they want to convey and perform, uh, that, that they have no consequence, oh, that is not true. There is a comic uh, reaction. One has to be aware that whatever you put out will come back. If you put out positive energy, you will get positive energy returned to you. If you put out negative energy, negative energy will come back to you. So uh, there's a lot to say about uh, the, the, the masters, and our ancestors who were masters in terms of the uh, importance of the drum within our community when we were uh, 400 years plus uh, inhabitants of the motherland, where we were practicing our traditions. Whatever those traditions were, whether it be uh, Yoruba, uh, Ogon, uh, Ifa, whether it be um, whatever you can think of in terms of the ancients and how we worship the Most High. The drum was a central component, a central um, uh, vibration of the worship. And then, of course, as I mentioned in the book, and some of you know that the drum was always used throughout the community for all occasions, for all activities. Uh, the farmer, he farmed with uh, the beat of the drum, uh, maintaining a cadence so that he or she was able to uh, tirelessly uh, toil and soil, sow the earth, as it were, and the vegetations and fruits and so forth, uh, even in terms of graining, uh, making rice, or removing the husk, as it were, pounding within those uh, instruments that they use to separate the husk from the grain, by the beat of the drum, the blacksmith, when he was uh, uh, burnishing and, and, and pounding the metal to, to shape into whatever it may be shaped into, whether it be a tool for farming or whether it be a weapon uh, to defend oneself, to defend the village. That was all done with the drum beat and, of course, the rhythmic uh, movements of those particular artisans was through a rhythm uh, that was always something that was passed on from generation to generation. Uh, 
So I, I, I'm really, again, excited that I was able to uh, be inspired to pick this book as another uh, tool uh, for teaching and sharing with all of you the importance of understanding that there are certain things in our life that we take for granted, and, of course, the drum has been one of them. Music has been an overall aspect in terms of what we've taken for granted, not knowing that it's so important that we are mindful of the type of music that we listen to. I know that uh, in earlier years, when my mother first introduced me to the church, there was a certain uh, elevation of, of excitement and awareness that I received by listening to gospel music. Uh, this was music that was unabiased. You know, it was just something that was so special. It was a healing experience. I can recall leaving the church, and for the whole day of Sunday, I would be in such a state of uh, tranquility and and this high energy, high self-oriented energy, energy. And, of course, it didn't matter what the minister preached, you know, whatever word he, he shared, it was the vibration, the way that I felt from the music that really uh, I made had a long-standing effect on me. And, of course, when I was introduced later in later years to, to jazz, um, living in Harlem and going to the Apollo and listening to the jazz band's performance, my stepfather would take me once a month at least. Um, the jazz musicians, the big band music, left me in the same state because it was coming from the heart, coming from a, a, a level of higher self-orientation as opposed to lower self. So we have now prevalent amongst us uh, in our various communities music that deals with lower self, and that's something that I, I'm very confident will not last for long. Uh, we have to have the darkness, I guess, philosophically. Uh, as, as we know, the, the darkness has to be experienced in order for you to appreciate the light. And, and, of course, just using that metaphor, the lower self music will be transformed into higher self eventually, very soon for that matter. Now, I, I see we have about 15 more minutes remaining in our show, and I'm going to take a short break, and I'll be back with you momentarily. about the uh, Healing Drum as authored by Yaya Diallo 
and Mitchell Hall. I wanted to just uh, veer away from the uh, the publication, the Healing Drum, for a moment, and just share with you a um, an observation and a writing that uh, my friend in Malamu uh, Kabila, Kabila, who's the chairman of uh, Congress of African People, and um, we have something that I've partnered with him with, titled the uh, the Cap. Uh, that's the abbreviation for um, the uh, the drum call for the global African liberation and cultural revolution. The African drum, he states, is has long been a, an instrument of communication and spiritual healing and expression. And even when drums were denied to South African miners, they actually duplicated the beats of the drum by patting on their boots and and their knees, and thus uh, the boot song or the boot dance evolved. And as one of the first instruments, the, dump, the drum has been used to call our people to action, to express reverence and adoration in spiritual ceremonies, and to announce the comings and goings of our spirits upon such events as birth and death. And many African beats and rhythms are said to be formulated with mathematical precision and to be in harmony with vibratory frequencies in the universe and the cosmos. And this is not an esoteric conclusion, but a highly evolved spiritual one which permeates African culture. It is with this backdrop that we, African people, rescue and resurrect the meaning, the substance, and symbol which the drum has had to the African community and other communities. In many African ceremony rituals, the drum is performed first to awaken consciousness, welcome ancestors, and the unborn into our midst, and to call on the participation and engagement of participants in sacred and community-oriented activity. So we African people, again, call on our drum circles and dancers to do the drum call, And with this time for liberation and a higher level of life for the entire global pan-African community, and we do the drum call to revere and honor our ancestors who sacrificed that we might have a fuller and more fulfilling life. So we do drum call for those who continue to wage revolution in pursuit of sovereignty and dignity which allows African descent uh, peoples to determine their own destiny and future. So um, I'm going to interject as we're coming close to the end of the show that uh, this year would be the first year that the first day of Kwanzaa and the last day of Kwanzaa will be a designated days for uh, drumming, for a drum call throughout the African diaspora. And I will be, next uh, for the next coming shows, I will be giving more detailed information about that and, of course, you can go to my website at drumsarechange.com to get more detailed information. But we're going to be talking about uh, the various rituals uh, that uh, will be uh, celebrated and uh, the healing on a personal and a collective level, healing from the forced displacement and disbursement of our peoples from our homeland. And this healing process is currently being denied, or should I say defined, by our healing community and involves ritual, herbal, nutrition, proper nutrition of food, uh, prayer, meditation, and active engagement in a significant and substantive 
matter, the process of making a cultural change, a cultural revolution indeed. So uh, the first day uh, will be uh, celebrated with drumming. That's the day of Umoja. And it's a celebratory uh, day of calling to unity and the unification of Africa and the diaspora. And then uh, we will be on the last day, uh, uh, that would be Imani, which represents faith. And that would be the Council of Elders uh, encouraging to make sure that youth are intrinsically engaged in these rituals and reinforcing gestures and and, um, activities which in turn support African values and ethics. So there will be a drum interlude which will be conducted through all the ceremonies and drum circles throughout the African diaspora. And again, I will be giving you more detailed information in the next coming shows. We will uh, instruct and share the proper way of pouring libation uh, and and how to deal with uh, approaching uh, uh, deities and ancestors and and the Most High. And of course, this will not be etched in stone. Everyone is free to use their own way in which they would like to celebrate the drum uh, relative to their religion and to their spiritual orientation. We will just be offering suggestions for those who will be open and seeking that information. So uh, I'm really excited about this. This is something that we've been really waiting for for some while, and I can see that this is going to be uh, a very successful endeavor. And, of course, we look forward to getting your feedback and your participation at whatever level which you're able to. Um, As I was sharing with you earlier, uh, in the show that the book, uh, The Healing Drum, African Wisdom Teachings by Yaya Diallo and Mitchell Hall is a book that I have uh, you have the capacity to purchase it on my website at drumsofchange.com. All the books that I review are able to be purchased online at my website. And again, that's uh, drumsofchange.com. And um, some of the books, actually, you can purchase, if not brand new, you can purchase some used, and they might even be at price points of $5 or less, uh, minus shipping and handling. So spread the word to those in your community, family, friends, and associates that they should really consider coming to my website to purchase books, any book that they may have in mind of purchasing, but especially those that I review on my show. So, uh, again... I'm going to just read one more excerpt from Drums of Change, and then we will be ending the show very shortly. And Yaya, he talks about the the fact that village musicians never advertise themselves as healers. And um, that's something that uh, I'm I'm very curious to really find out more about as I share with you uh, more of the content of the book in terms of why they don't advertise themselves as healers. But it is my prayer, it's my desire that we will have more musicians who are in the forefront with the intent of healing the community, uh, which will serve us so well. Uh, We should not have just a Sunday or whatever day that you have for worshiping the Most High to be the day in which you experience musicians who are performing for healing purposes. It should not be relegated to the to that environment and on those days. There should be seven days a week, you know, 24-7, 
the music that we hear, the music that we play, should have the intent of, of healing, or uh, if not maintaining health, and not being destructive or disruptive. So uh, discussions with the family is, Mamadou, uh, or Yaya says, actually, at their compound, when, he, when they identify that someone is ill, it helps musicians to verify that disturbed behavior, thinking, or manifesting in, in their daily life. Confirm this diagnosis made in the community dancing experiences. So we know that in our community we have certain types of dancers that perform, which definitely are disturbing to those of us who know better, and we will talk about that in our next show. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in, and I end as I begin by giving uh, honor and homage to the Most High. So we give thanks give this evening to you. May our minds stay centered on the things of spirit and goodness. May we not be tempted to stray from love. And as we begin this week, we open to receive you. Please enter where you already abide. May our minds and hearts be pure and true, and may we not deviate from the things of goodness. May we see the love and innocence in all mankind behind the masks we all wear in the illusions of this worldly plane. We surrender to you our doings this evening, and we ask only that they serve you and the healing of the world. May we bring your love and goodness with us to give unto others wherever we go. Make us the people you would have us be. Direct our footsteps and show us what you would have us do, and make the world a safer, more beautiful place. Bless all your creatures. Heal us all and use us, dear Lord, that we might know the joy of being used by you. Thank you again. We are grateful. Namaste. Shalom. Assalamu alaikum. One love, peace, and blessings. God bless. <laughs>